time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Bob and Millie Frazier. Average young New Yorkers who attended a party in the country last night and on the way home took a detour. Most of us on waking in the morning know exactly where we are. The rooster or the alarm clock brings us out of sleep into the familiar sights, sounds, aromas of home and the comfort of a routine day ahead. Not so with our young friends. This will be a day like none they've ever spent, and they'll spend it in the Twilight Zone. Episode number 150 of The Twilight Zone. We're, we're in the last, uh, we're in the final 10, Sean. Oh, baby. We're the slow motion train wreck <laughs> right toward the uh, the bewitching pool. Uh, and this one was a stopover at a quiet town. And, uh, you know, kind of the, the theme of this uh, final season of The Twilight Zone is basically they're just redoing uh, previous ideas. Oh, and, uh, my God. So, 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 so this would be... Uh, this would be the uh, the original pilot of the Twilight Zone. Where is everybody? Yes, except slightly different. And I'm sure we've seen this at least once or twice uh, on the, you know in, there in, in between. I mean, I I would have to go through, but I, I swear to God, there's been at least three or four episodes that are just one or two people walking around in an abandoned town, and at the end, what a twist. Yeah, because the last episode, the Jeopardy room, that only had three characters in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and this one literally, well, okay. I was about to say it only has two characters. It has like two and a half. It does. <clears throat> it does. Maybe, maybe you know, I guess four total. Yeah, because you've got, you got one disembodied voice at one point at the end. Yes. <laughs> um. This, uh, I'm not going to lie to you though. I don't hate it. I don't hate this episode. Oh, I was, I was wondering about that one because it, it kind of borders on the, on the, uh, the goofy. So I wasn't, I wasn't it, sure what you were going to think of it. It does. Um, but you know, it, it's also, you could also file it under, uh, one of those twilight zone episodes where like, you really could tell this in a five minute, you know, short. Um, mm-hmm. but again, I get it. You got 22 minutes to. Stretch it out. Uh, now that I think about it, this is actually kind of a hodgepodge of previous episodes, previous ideas. Because yeah, so you've got Bob and Millie, which, by the way, not enough people named Millie these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Millie Bobby Brown, right? That that well, maybe she'll bring it back. So yeah, <laughs> maybe there's hope yet. Um, so they wake up in an unfamiliar house, which uh, you know, last week I talked about uh, the fact that uh, people being being uh, slipped sleeping uh, potions uh, was something <laughs> I thought was going to be a much bigger part of life as an adult. Um, getting drunk and waking up somewhere where, uh, you know, some, some strange place. I thought that was going to be a much bigger part of being an adult. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten drunk and woken up in my bed and been like, oh man, that, that sucked. Never woke up in, you know, I won't spoil it, but um, also like a little bit of five characters in search of an exit. Oh, a little sorta. bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really is a hodgepodge. Yeah, uh, this is this is the royal sampler episode. Uh, <laughs> so so, so basically, they got they got Betty and Barney Hilled. 
uh, and that they, they were they were driving home. And uh, except Betty and Barney Hill were drunk, I shouldn't besmirch them like that. They, it's true. They, it's true. They, as as far as I know, they they were they were not drunk. So they they are Betty and Barney Hilled in that they get abducted by aliens, not that they were driving drunk. So yes, just keep that in mind. <laughs> Um, they, uh, they remember that they were driving home. They'd had a few, uh, a few tasty beverages and they don't remember anything else. They just remember a, a shadowy hand, uh, appearing over their car. And then suddenly they're in this, uh, in this strange house. They were really enjoying some 1964 adult beverages, like a, like a gin fizz, Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. and an and an old Peterson in a Tom Collins glass, and, and just a highball, just just, just a highball. highball. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they. Uh, oh, and um, this is also like the uh, the episode where the guy uh, wakes up and his wife's a different person. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's a really legitimately is a hodgepodge of previous episodes. If if you were to allow the Twilight Zone to truly affect your psyche at this time, you would just expect there's like a 40% chance you're going to wake up and your entire life as you know it's going to be different in the morning. Oh, yeah. I totally thought that that was, uh, you know, again, that that was going to be a much bigger problem when I hit adult. <laughs> that just, you know, that that happened to people. It, it was just a thing. <laughs> Uh, so they're exploring the house and nobody's there. Uh, first of all, when they when they wake up, they're like, uh, you know, the the husband Bob. You know, Bob spelled backwards is Bob. Get the heck um, out of here! Uh, it's uh, he he's basically saying, hey, you know, we got we got a little uh, a little tipsy. Uh, these people helped us, and I'm sure they've got breakfast cooking downstairs. <laughs> it turns out that they do not. Everything's gonna be fine. Everything's always fine. Right. We're we're a couple, we're we're a, we're a, a young white couple in the '60s. Everything works out for us. I mean, everybody's going to be pretty okay. <laughs> uh, so the first thing they do is they they try to uh, pick up the phone and make a phone call. Just pulls right off the wall because it's not even connected to anything. <laughs> Which I don't know why I I honestly laughed at that shot. I don't know why it was funny to me. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, because first of all. Like it seems like if it's hung up on the wall to begin with, just you know the way you'd normally pull a phone, it's not like it's being held onto the wall by the cord. You very know, true. Very by, true. By the wire going into the wall, it's being held up by whatever you know. You know, you're hungover. You slept in a strange bed. <laughs> you don't really have the energy to pick the receiver all the way up. I guess. Yeah. I, I know they were going for the sight gag of, you know, just pulling the thing off the wall, but that that doesn't seem too realistic. Now, granted, it's probably the least unrealistic thing in the episode, but a hundred percent still. <laughs> uh, so, you know, obviously that's a little suspicious, but um, they, uh, they, they start digging around in the, uh, in the cabinets, which that to me was actually funnier than the phone. Yes. True, yeah, true. Like my, idea if if that happens you know i pull the phone off the wall and there's no there's no wire uh my first thought isn't going to be hey let me rum around rummage around in the <laughs> in the silverware drawer and see if i can make some sense of this yeah that's not probably where answers are going to be no very, very rarely are answers found in the silverware drawer 
It happens, <laughs> but not 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 often. Um, so basically, they uh, you know th- this uh, this house seems to be like a like a movie set. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure how I would react to that, but um, probably not in the way that they do. <laughs> are we on the Are we on the Universal lot? Yeah. Uh, so uh, they they decide, hey, we're just going to go around town and see if we can find somebody. And they don't. As soon as they get outside, they uh, they hear a a little girl laughing, which, which is not creepy at all. <laughs> yeah, I. At that point, I'd probably be pretty convinced that I was on a game show of some kind. If I heard like a creepy little girl laugh come booming from the heavens, mm-hmm. I think I would be driven insane. I don't think that there would be any like time period in between hearing that and being completely in- driven insane. I, I would agree on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, no it's questions. Yeah, it, It's not something you expect to uh, to have happen. <laughs> I'd probably make myself deaf. Probably, yeah. Uh, so that as they're walking outside, they uh, they find a squirrel in a tree, and it turns out that the squirrel uh, <laughs> it, it's it's just it's stuffed. It's it's just it's just sitting there looking at them with its dead eyes, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> Maybe uh, I really like this episode. I, like I said, I, I was curious to know what you were going to think about this because it's. Uh, you know, I, 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 well, I mean, is it a goofy episode? I mean, th- there are some, there are some comical beats and certainly the score would betray what, you know, I would call a goofy episode, but they, they do kind of, you know, transition pretty, pretty well and pretty quickly. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's legitimately an, an off-putting episode. Certainly if you're watching it for the first time, you know, 60 years ago. Uh, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Um, uh, so they, uh, they keep walking around town. Eventually they find a church and, uh, they, they, they keep trying to explain why all this stuff is happening. And, uh, the, the <laughs> husband, the husband, Bob says, uh, oh, well, you know, it's Sunday. Everybody's at church. Of course, that's what's happening. What, what else would it be? May as well and go there. So he goes, uh, they, they walk up to the church and he, um, Opens the door and uh, there's no people. <laughs> uh, but he does actually have a pretty good idea because uh, even though there's nobody there, he starts ringing the church bell. And uh, you know the idea is that people are going to hear the bell and they're going to they're going to come to their aid. But imagine that they don't. <laughs> nobody comes. What I do like about the Twilight Zone is that. You never know when the crappy set is in, is like, uh, we just couldn't afford to put together like a, a church bell mm-hmm. or if it actually is supposed to be a child's play set. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so now they uh, – so Mi- Millie is beginning to, uh, to fear the worst here. She thinks that uh, you know they were drunk. Maybe they crashed their car, and now they're in hell, and that that's just what hell is going to be like for them. Which you know, pretty pretty uh, solid delivery of that line. You know, another another kind of step toward you know shifting from what was kind of a goofy episode to start with into oh my god, this is actually dire circumstances. Yeah, uh, and then they right about that time, right about you know 
about the time uh, poor Millie is uh, is abandoning all hope, they hear a train whistle. And, uh, well, you know, a train whistle would imply that there's people on the train, right? So they – Absolutely. They, they without a thought of even buying a ticket, just walk right onto the train. And uh, then they sit down <laughs> and the train starts moving and they're like, all right, we're home free. And then – and then uh, a couple of minutes later, it stops, and they're still in Centerville, which is um, – Oh, man. They do say that it is, uh, <laughs> oh, the most beautiful train I've ever seen. Yes, yes, don't you agree? And then, yeah, just a, just a quick loop around Centerville. Uh, now, the, the town is called Centerville. I do uh, remember that uh, uh, when I was uh, little, I had a uh, – my, my family had a train set. And uh, that uh, everything was called Plasticville. Like the, the, the train station had a little thing that, that was that said Plasticville. Which, which, by the way, I wonder. I, I believe we've addressed my childhood fear of dioramas. In our, yes, in our, in our Twilight Zone discussions. Do you think maybe this had something to do with it? Um, you know, you never know. You never know. I think uh, it's nothing that like three to thirty years of therapy won't uncover. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll get started on that right away. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what I'm able my, to. We'll, my we'll favorite see. part of the, of the diorama situation is mm-hmm. that your brother, that your brother is also in on it. Like, Hey Keith, check that out. Huh? Doesn't that yeah. suck? <laughs> to this day. That's what brothers are for. <laughs> Uh, so the, uh, so they end up back where they started in Centerville, which, you know, it's the center of the universe. <laughs> the, the only thing that, the only thing that was missing from this was, um, uh, them like questioning the entire, uh, entire existence and wondering if, um, you know, everything they experienced before was just, was just <laughs> a dream. And it turns out they've been trapped in this universe for, oh, for God. And this is just how everything works. Yeah, it's another it's kind of like after hours, you know, I mean, we could really do this all day with <laughs> we could probably link <laughs> this. to This is a new game, like how it's like seven degrees of uh, stopover in a quiet town where like there's <laughs> there's only a, a, a finite number of themes in Twilight Zone and they're all linked. Cowboys, uh, astronauts. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is if we're revisiting uh Another episode, it would be uh, the little people. Except now yeah. we're seeing it from the point of view of the little people. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, oh man! So uh, about the time that they're uh, just uh, about to give up here, um, a shadow starts chasing them, as happened when they uh, when they uh, blacked out. Starting hey, it's this benevolent shadow that helps them from you know wrecking their car when they're drunk. Great, right? Who who knows the the evil that lurks in the hearts of men, that guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's, it, it turns out that, uh, you know, it kind of zooms out and you see uh, a little hand uh, reach out and, and pick up our, uh, our, our two heroes. Oh. And uh, it turns out that, uh, you know, basically they're living on this little girl's train set. <sighs> and uh, the, the disembodied voice of mom says, uh, uh, you know, don't be too rough on your humans. You know, your, your dad went all the way to Earth to get them. 
<laughs> I think that's a great episode. Cause like, you know what? It even kind of goes back. It's a little funny. Like, you know, it's not, it's not so like terrifying and traumatic or dark that it's like, Oh, you know, that is, you know, that, that is kind of terrifying. I don't want to be a plaything for a, a giant alien girl, but at the same time, that's, you know, in the grand scheme of things, there are, there are darker ways to end an episode of the Twilight Zone. Uh, can you recommend a good therapist to help me work through my diorama problem? <laughs> Dr. Millie Bobby Brown. The moral of what you've just seen is clear. If you drink, don't drive. And if your wife has had a couple, she shouldn't drive either. You might both just wake up with a whale of a headache in a deserted village in the Twilight Zone. Gabatron?